fantasy baseball picks and bets here on Mayo Media Net. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And just a minute after I put on a GD clinic, I'm going to ask you to stick your cartoon finger up inside me on YouTube because that like button matters just more than it should. It's your host, John Legaza. You may know me from Twitter fame, at John Legaza. Come on, enough of that. Just kidding. We need more of this. The fastest show at MLB absolutely anywhere, man. You can take that bad boy to the bank. Big thank you to Pat Mayo and all the ladies and gentlemen out there behind the scenes making this show possible. And thanks to you for the comments, because that's why I'm back here in the chair. And we'll be focusing on fantasy this show twice a week, early in the week, late in the week. This being the first show, though, we really don't want to overreact to the very little bit of baseball we've seen. I think it'll be good to lay out the exercise. You'll see where we're going to come. I made some schnazzy graphics. We're going to be mining the advanced leaderboard for both hitters and pitchers early in the week, highlighting players that maybe we want to circle to add or subtract. And then later on in the week, whether it be Thursday or Friday, I'm going to be bringing you, similar to last year, a 10, 12, and 15 team ad at every single position. And I think, well, I mean, listen, I never take my eye off the game. And, you know, I'm doing the work so you don't have to. Hopefully, just checking in with these two fantasy baseball episodes every year, like if you're really pressed for time and not a degenerate like me, you'll be able to really keep up. Because, again, I'm playing all of these different formats, deepest leagues, high-stake leagues, the whole nine. And... Because I stay focused with the betting show every day, I have my thumb right in the pulse of the league. And fantasy baseball is such a long game with so many opportunities to improve your team that I think that's what makes a difference. Not necessarily like the person that stays up all single day, just the person that does the correct amount of work. So we're bringing you the leaderboards today. Let you do some of that work on your own as well. You could probably hop on social media. We'll try and share those things. The audio-only people you know, can go and grab the graphics. I think sometimes it's good to be able to refer to it. I have access to you know, time-sorted leaderboards and advanced stuff that not everyone else does does or you know cares to spend the time to go get so enough of that we need more of this come on let's do the fastest show at mlb absolutely anywhere for the audio only people can see i have up there on the screen a hitter expected stat leaderboard minimum 12 plate appearances right so let's not we're not overreacting but we do want to you know see what what's going on right we don't want to ignore it it was like oh it's the first group games gonna want to happen let's see who's swinging a miss and who's hitting the ball hard again hitter X stats kind of all say the same thing, right? Be careful of citing expected Woba and barrels with blasts and hard hit rates because they all do kind of say the same thing. So I'm about to quote expected Woba and barrel for PA. Well, expected Woba probably covers a bit more and then barrel more specified on that elite or optimal batted ball outcome, right? The elite combination of exit velocity and launch angle. Listen launch velocity which you know some people do so hey man, maybe lv is a thing so we're inside the top 40 of expected world but we're inside the top 40 of barrels per pa top of the board see paisara joey gallo top of the board 623 expected woba i mean we know he hits the ball hardest will he hit it often enough and you'll actually see his name on the top of the barrel per pa list as well right now joey gallo kind of really raising a lot of eyebrows but he's really a perfect example do you add a player like Joey Gallo if he's available? Yes, of course you do. Don't be stubborn with your priors. Do you, like, lay out 50% fab to go get somebody like that? No, because the track record still says that he probably is going to regress and not be so great. But, you know, as a baseball player for a long time, a guy who's been able to stay on the field with really good defense, we've seen him pop off for 40 dongs. So it's not out of the question. He corrects just enough, you know, to be impactful this year. Again, home runs 
are at a premium. So, you know, a guy like Gallo, of course, has to be rostered. But I think it's important to temper expectations, but at the same time, you know, allow them to get somewhere. Let's go through the rest of this leaderboard. We'll take you through hitters and pitchers, like I said today, before we get out of here. Today's just a shorter show. Layout, how we're going to be going about it. Adam Duvall, Miguel Vargas, Jock Peterson, David VR, Nolan Gorman, Brian Anderson, James Outman, Bryce Tarang, and Alec Baum. The first seven, everybody, except for the last three, Outman, Tarang, and Baum, had x was over 525. Really, anything over like 390 or 400 is excellent. Of course, the small sample allows hitters to run these unsustainable numbers, but it is a good idea to see who's, you know, who's swinging a hot bat. You know, like what? Who feels good? Whose timing is in place? Who is feeling comfortable? A lot of times, I think that's part of the equation. So, Adam Duvall, we were big on him in the preseason, heading into Boston. It looks like he's going to be very good there, hitting a lot of home runs. I think the ballpark kind of tailored to the swing in a Babbitt Park. Go get Duvall. I think format universal. Same to be said for Miguel Vargas, 560X Wobo. But not because of that, because of the prospect shine surrounding the environment in L.A. They really like him, and they're making playing time for him. So go get him if he's available. I think he's 10-team viable as well. Jock Peterson, I mean, he's going to always have a hard time getting around the platooning. Same to be said for VR or anybody in San Francisco, though. If VR locks down that everyday spot, third base is kind of shallow. You could look at him. Nolan Gorman, I didn't think was going to get enough playing time to make a difference. Now he's playing at least or should have the lion's share of a platoon. And for, apparently if you play for St. Louis, you're awesome. I mean, anybody who seems to be going off there. Then you wrap it up. Brian Anderson, probably a bit more vanilla, but if you're in a 15-team league, he's going to play every day. James Altman needs to be rostered every single league, right? The big dog had two triples yesterday. Just looks really good. Anytime the Dodgers are high on somebody... You know, listen, it's not to appeal to authority necessarily, but they are the best, you know, analytical team in the league. And as good as I am, I don't think I'm the L.A. Dodgers. Wrapping up with Bryce Tarang and Alec Baum, two youngsters that probably should both be rostered. I don't know if they're 10, let's call them 12-team leagues right now. Baum starting to show that lift we've been waiting for. If he adds home runs to the profile, he's going to be awesome. Also, you know, uh, Phillies have injuries, right? Reese Hoskins down, so you may see Bomb play some first, we play every day. Bryce Harper is still out, so the, you know, cleanup spot, top half of the lineup, I should say, should be secure for Alec Bomb. Now, the barrel the PA list on the right side is, like I said, it's going to mirror the left side. Again, a lot of times, descriptive hitter stats say the same thing. Now, for me, it's funny because I am like Mr. Discipline. Those stats, <laughs> they're just not going to get you anywhere. I don't know if you remembered last year, it doesn't get you anywhere. Like walk rate, you know, or um, contact rates or in-zone contact rates. Stuff that I use in my analysis for sure. And they matter. I'm not trying to poo-poo it. But when you're looking for breakout hitters, I think it's going to come at contact quality. So forgive the redundancy. But it, it'll matter a bit more on the hitter and the pitcher side, you'll see. So let's just wrap this up quick. All lot of the same names. The player I'm really looking at in the Bauer PA that wasn't on the x Wobble list is Brendan Donovan. Yeah, at this point, he's probably a wide-awake sleeper. Everybody and their mom is onto this guy. But not to say I was first, but I was certainly early. My best ball shares would reflect that. I was really into Donovan because, again, it's Cardinal Magic. He had the elite hit tool. Then they said they wanted to start pulling. 
Now, when a, there's a bad hitter and you're asking them to make adjustments, I get really worried. When it's a very good hitter and you ask him to make adjustments, I think the probability of it succeeding is a bit higher, right? Donovan, he doesn't chase tons of contact. So those feel like the hitters that can make improvements because they're good in the first place, right? He'd tell me, like, hey, Marcel Ozuna is going to start making adjustments. I'm like, well, he's got to hit the ball first. Same for Joey Gallo, though. Here he is at the top of these leaderboards. Wrapping up with a guy, Chris Taylor, but he's striking out a ton. Jorge Soler, more of that power if you're in need. Garrett Mitchell, who I think is probably universally rostered, or should be at least, 10 teams included, rookie for the Brewers, getting lots of run. So I know this really wasn't crazy impactful, because again, the samples are so short, but I mean, it should, you should add Duval, you should add Vargas, and I think depending on the league, you should add Donovan. I don't know if he's 10-team viable yet, but I really feel so strongly about him that I think by the time this is all said and done, he will be, right? If he works his way into the leadoff spot for St. Louis, they're like a top two or three offense in the league. There's a very good chance Donovan, you know, is a huge windfall profit in fantasy, maybe even in like head-to-head, -head, which is not something we thought of from a guy like him, kind of low-power guy, but now he's... Okay, uh, and this might be good because we actually have a second. Remember, when we sing guys like add power, it's not like they're putting on muscle, hitting the ball necessarily harder or farther. With the changes in the ball, the humidor, and subsequent affected the environment, hitting environment, I should say. Pull power, something I've covered at The Athletic, is like greater than sight everything, right? So again, Jordan Alvarez and even Soler, guys like Gallo, going to get their towering fly balls. But when you're seeing smaller guys hit home runs, and you're like, hey, why is that happening? A lot of them are pulling line drives, they're pulling ropes. So when you elevate a fly ball line drive, that's the best way to get it out when you don't have the hulking profile, Donovan and St. Louis, known to focus on pull power, right? We see that from Nolan Arenado, who... At this point, it's like one of the most sturdy power hitters in the game, but he doesn't have all the hard hit rates and the bow rates and all the sexy stuff that you'd think. Again, a lesson I've had to learn, you know, that power can come in different forms. So that will do the first pillar here. The hitter expected stat board, give it a couple names to circle, a couple more guys to look out for, but just more importantly, the exercise we'll be going at going forward. So hopefully that earned the like button. I'm not sure other people are doing it out here like this. So Rate, review, and subscribe. Hit the like button, comment, and let me know. That's actually a really great place to comment, not just some anodyne thing where I'm saying, comment, please, because it matters. Let us know what you'd like to see. You know, does this work for you? Is there, is there a hitter stat you'd like to see? You know, again, I don't think I'm infallible and write about everything at all. I I like to think my stuff's so good because I'm willing to take advice and be, you know, the constructive criticism and move it forward. So, all right, I think that'll do it for the hitter leaderboard. Just circle those guys, but again, we'll be bringing this every week. And as we get deeper into the weeds and teams start to change and injuries happen, call-ups happen, you'll see names kind of rise to the top of these metrics. And last year, you know, it was Brandon Drury and Jose Miranda, later Jake McCarthy, that we added... And they were huge for us. So, again, I think this is the pathway to get there. I'm not necessarily saying this board has the answers, but I think that is the pathway to get there. So, let's do the pitcher side. This is your starting pitcher expected stat leaderboard. And again, if it felt a little overwhelming with the names and the numbers, please feel free to, you know, hit us up on social media. Go over to YouTube, grab a screenshot while you're there, press the like button, because, like, man, it just matters so much. It's like the first question people want to know. How many likes do you get? So, we have... <laughs> I'm laughing so ridiculous, but hey, man, the work's got to get done, and I do it so you don't have to. Minimum one game started, right? The very least you can have. Uh, you'll notice I don't add relievers. I think those expected stats are different because their effort profiles are different, right? They go full max out. Also, the usage is weird. So is the production. So deal with relievers on a roll basage. Again, maybe we'll add, uh, do a little closer thing, just a bit at the end, right? A couple names to add 
And again, if you really want the full-on all the baseball stuff, I do so much work. And get me a Twitter at John Legazo. Thank you to my third-party stuff. It's, it's just, if you want more, there's more than you could absolutely stomach. Fantasy, betting, DFS, algo scores, and pitcher ranks, advanced leaderboard. Just it's almost too much. It's yucky. All right, so let's get into the extra leaderboard. This is generally right a better duality. When you combine, if you see on the left, we have whiff rate. And on the right, you'll see ex-woba, which do a better job of describing a pitcher who gets swings and misses, but also suppresses contact. Swing and miss is really good, but what if you get bashed? Not having swings and misses is not good, but what if you suppress contact? Right? And then when you have players, we noticed this last year. When a player pops up on both of these boards, you just add them and figure it out later on. So let's do it. These are, again, it's not the raw leaderboard. We're not interested in, guess what, people? Corbin Burns and Jacob DeGrom are good. Nobody cares about that. We're here to get you the names of the players on the border, on the boundaries, you know, that might be available that we can add and that actually reap the benefits from. So at the very top, it's Shintaro Fujinami, who's had some trouble with control, but he has some stuff pouring out of his ears. I think before we run to Adam, the problem is going to be the A. So sometimes right, you have to add in the context. I think he's going to really struggle even with a ton of whiffs and his lack of control. Somebody that I have rostered the next few players, Tanner Houck and Edward Cabrera. Lots of swing and miss with better team context. Red Sox better than the Mariners. Over to Brad Keller, who's Really kind of interesting, and you'd never expect to see him on a whip leaderboard, but my colleague at the Athletic, Derek Van Riper, mentioned on his podcast that Keller had developed more than one new pitch, and they were geared towards getting swings and misses. So, believe it or not, Brad Keller might be the best-kept secret in the major leagues right now. He just has such a track record for contact, contact, lead ball, ground ball. It's so boring. Nobody wants it. This guy's going to hang, again, whip rates above 30 is where you really want to be. He's going to hang a 34% whip rate. This is a completely different pitcher. Then it's Mackenzie Gore, Dean Kramer, Merrill Kelly, ah, again, Merrill Kelly, Brad Keller, those ground ballers starting to find swing and miss because of the shift pan. So, right, we had our ideas of priors of how things would go. Remember, these are teams and competitors that are always going to be looking to improve to defeat the change, right? The counter that we always talk about. You can punch, we'll be worried about the counter punch and then the counter counter punch. Finish it up with Mike Clevenger, Clark Schmidt, Spencer Turnbull, a bit more stuff than the ground ball, as we mentioned before. Clev Dog, not a great person, but he's been. Look good on the mound for the White Sox. I happen to have a lot of faith in Ethan Katz, the pitching coach there. So if I see a pitcher start to look good making changes for the White Sox, I tend to believe it because I know the organization is learned. <laughs> Clark Schmidt, my boy in the Yankees, got touched a little bit, but he looked really good. Squeezed on the edges, been a bad at ball stuff. So I think Clark Schmidt's going to be fine. I was surprised to see very sharp people taking victory laps on Clark Schmidt as if he was bad. I think he's going to be cemented in that Yankee rotation for the rest of the year. If he's not added in your league, I think he should be a 10-team bench player. Right? I don't think he started in 10-team leagues. I think he needs to be added in 12. Also, importantly, he's a spark starting pitcher and relief pitcher, so I'm running him out there in CBS no matter what. Over to the top 40 expected wall this is more a contact description at the top Aaron Savali only player with a sub 200 x Wobo. really just fantastic as far as x Wobo goes anything below 300 is good you see the bottom player here at 301 is Tanner Houck but like I said Houck on both of the boards you circle him Mackenzie Gore he is on both of the boards you go add him right it's just it really is that simple for me at this point if you're creating whips and you're suppressing contact We'll add now, ask questions later. Also, I feel like you'll notice a lot of times these players are not yet popular, so you don't actually have to pay for them, right? You can, it, it's easy to churn. The players will be mentioning because we'll be first, which means they're not all going to stick, which means some of them are going to be bad, which is also fine. 
Because if you pay a dollar or two in fab bucks, opposed to 300, you just cycle and churn in the butter, churn in the butter, churn in the butter. So I think you're adding Aaron Savali. I think you're adding Tanner Houck. I think you're adding Mackenzie Gore. Now, Mackenzie Gore, the team contact's going to suck with Washington. But you're going to get strikeouts and maybe five innings. And, he's, you know, he was once a very highly touted prospect. So if he's finally putting it all together, you know, that could be it. To the x side, back to it, or at least I should say. The couple guys I know I'm looking at, there's quite a few. Tyler Anderson, not as boring as you think. Dustin May, who I think has potential Cy Young stuff for the Dodgers if he stays healthy. And then my boy from last year, Graham Ashcraft. We were betting him every five days for the Reds. He's got a ridiculous sinker and lots of good stuff. He's changing up the pitch mix. We know the ballpark is not any fun, but he was excellent against the Pirates. Hung up a you know fantasy viable day. So I think there are going to be days where Ashcraft is phenomenal. And for some reason, if the Reds spread start to trade him, he could be could be like all the way wheels up. But in the time being, I think. Those guys are all really good and all worth a look. The other guys you could circle, like the Falter, I would never start Granky or Freeland. Those are probably good examples of how contact suppression is just not enough. So I know that was a bit quick today. Usually we're going to be going around 30, and I think today will probably more be around more than 20 mark. But um, that's okay. So once the season develops, there's going to be a bit more to digest with the same exercise and uh, we'll be going long. Trust me, there'll be plenty of me at that point. So that will do it here at Cork Stats of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets. Again, today, just the, the template episode. By the end of the week, we're going to actually have ads that we're going for. But I just didn't want to make everyone think we're overreacting to 12 play appearances, right? That's the really one of the things we don't want to do. But in highly competitive fantasy leagues... You need to have your eyeball on it, right? So there's a difference between knowing it's happening and actually reacting. So I didn't want you to think I was in that second phase of reacting when I'm really just trying to highlight it for you, the Cork Stats crew. All right, everybody, you know, get up in the comments. Real important right now is we lay the foundation for the show and get the direction that it's going to go. Can I think we're in a pretty good spot to start the year because a lot of this comes from the show Last year, you know, the boards are set up, we know the stats we're looking at, and we know it worked, which I think is probably most important. I mean, the highlighting, the players that we highlighted, I wonder, if I get time, I'd like to go back, because, you know, we put these the sheets out every couple days. So we have all the receipts. And, I mean, it should be as simple as me kind of searching a couple keywords and looking for those graphics from, you know, April and May, and I really think you're going to see, like, the best evidence was... So again, on later in the week, audio only people. This I couldn't subscribe. Um, suggest more highly because it's an actual graphic with the players' names spread around the diamond. Twelve and fifteen, three names, very easy. What ended up happening, right, for all of us? You see the fifteen name creep up to the twelve, creep up to the ten, and you know that's a hit. That's a guaranteed hit, right? If you sniffed it at fifteen and it's viable for ten, that's a score. Pitching a little bit more difficult to discern 10 from 12 from 15. There's not enough pitching. It all goes. So I just do a single pitching list and then just pluck from the top. And we did the same thing. Added a lot of really good guys. We had, I mean, just name it. Kyle Wright, Brady Singer, Reed Detmers. I mean, like legit all the big breakout guys this year. We were on them first last year. Fortunately, one guy I can't claim is Spencer Strider. But hopefully we'll have this year's Spencer Strider. So, okay, people, when we hit that 20-minute mark, Enough of me for now. Keep an eye out on the show. Rate, review, and subscribe. Five-star review is the very nicest thing you could do and the best way to say that you're glad to have me back. So remember, advanced statistical leaderboard, hitters and pitchers on, let's call it, Tuesday slash Wednesday. And then we'll be doing the waiver episode on Friday. 
And even if it's out Saturday morning, for a lot of people that add into the next week, we'll have everybody all set for those Sunday weekend ads. And of course, to that weekend games are played. If it happens, feel free to tag us. You know, Pat brought me in because we are similar in that way, right? Pat really cares about you, the audience. And I think that's why he brought me in, because he knows I care about you, the audience. And hopefully, you know, as we build our relationship, you know, you'll feel comfortable tagging me, being in the comments, and asking on something. Don't worry if it's the Lord's Day. I don't care. Now, my betting shop is closed on Sunday, but I work on fantasy on Sunday. So please, by all means, follow my Twitter handle. Tag me if you're interested or have questions. There is no me without you. And I really mean that. You know, I want to be known as... The sport media dude, the whatever I am, betting dude, fantasy dude, that makes time for people. Because to me, that's what makes the difference. You know, the person that I connect with is the person that stays, you know, is the person that we, we keep, you know, and feels appreciated and feels wanted. And then that kind of works both ways. We end up with a real kind of symbiosis, which not only will make the show better and it more fun. It'll make us better players also. So, all right, that'll do it. Very last lesson. Feathers sticking out the cap, man. What you get when you roll with the big dude and Mayo Media Net. It's fantasy baseball, picks and bets. Hook up the podcast with all the lovely stuff. It's good to be back. I'll see you again at the end of the week. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with your fantasy league, you'll enjoy that pay. All right, remember, everybody, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Catch us on the flip side. Peace.